How is everyone today? Sure? How are you today? Amen. We always confess that with enthusiasm. If there is something that is real, something that is true in your life, you don't just say it, but you really say it with gusto. Amen? Today we are now on the second Sunday of Advent. How many of you know what this candle, the second candle, represents? Wrong answer. Faith. Okay. So last Sunday, uh, we talked about hope. And uh, today we're going to talk about faith. And uh, before we go to that, let me just freshen up our lessons on the season of Advent. Advent is a season where we are given a new beginning in life. You know, sometimes as we walk with the Lord in our life, sometimes we get sidetracked. So many distractions, so many problems, so many mistakes. We make mistakes in our lives. So sometimes during the year, we get sidetracked in our journey, in our uh, walk with the Lord. But every year as we start the season of Advent, God is giving us a new beginning. Amen? Praise God for that, for God's mercy does not come to an end. It is new every morning. And to make that reality resound in our life, we celebrate Advent. Advent is the time where we are given a new beginning, a chance to refocus our lives to our purpose, to refocus our lives on what is essential, ang importante gid. You know, sometimes if we are not careful, we focus on things that are not important in our lives. But Advent gives us this opportunity to once again evaluate our life and focus on what is essential, what is our purpose in life. A time of preparation. Advent is also a time of preparation. The world does not believe Christ will come again. Sad to say there are Christians who don't even believe that Jesus will return again. But year after year, as we celebrate the season of Advent, we continue to proclaim. Not only proclaim, but we continue to affirm our faith that Jesus is going to come again. And how do we affirm that? How do we proclaim that in our life? By preparing for it. So Advent is not just a preparation for Christmas, although Jesus would visit us every Christmas. Jesus visits us every day when we pray. How many of you know that? Yes, He comes to us. He visits us. And every Sunday when we come to church, we may not feel Him, we may not see Him, but every Sunday He promised that He would be with us in the Eucharist. So every day is a preparation for us. And Advent is the highlight 
of that preparation that we make every day in our life. Advent is a time of preparation not only for Christmas, not only for the daily vis visitation of Christ, not only for the Eucharist, but Advent is a preparation for the second coming of Jesus. Scripture says that when He comes, the fullness of His kingdom will be manifested on the earth. When He comes, He would change everything around us. He would change our lives. Amen? So it is important that we prepare for it. Someone asked me, when is the time going to come? Nobody knows. Okay? Jesus himself said, nobody knows the time of his coming. And because Jesus himself said that the time of his arrival, the second coming, will not be known by anyone, then the time is not of the essence. What is important is the attitude that we have, our hearts. That is why a man who has prepared himself need worry about the time that's why we have the four candles here which represents hope the second sunday is faith the third is joy and the last candle is representing love so these four virtues these are the four virtues that we need to ingrain in our character. These are the four virtues that we need to cultivate. This is what we are preparing for in our hearts. When the Lord returns, He does not tell us when is the time, but He expects us to have hope, to have faith, to have joy, and to be filled with His love. Amen? So even if we don't know the time of His arrival, even if we don't know when He is coming again, if we have prepared our hearts, filled it with these four virtues, then we are ready to meet Him. Amen? That would be a glorious event. Last Sunday, we talked about hope. And uh, we all know that when you talk about hope, we are referring to something that is in the future. Things that you cannot yet see. Amen? It's like a student who studies every day, who goes through his modules every day, but he looks forward to the day of graduation. He is not graduated yet, but he knows it will come. Amen? So when you look at the Bible today, many of the things, many of the promises of God are not yet seen in our life. But we continue to focus on them. We continue to look at them. You may be experiencing problems today. You may be experiencing financial problems today. But the hope that God gives us, the hope that He promised that He would provide for everything that we need. So that is somewhere still in the future, hindi mo pa nakikita. Okay? That is what hope is about. It's about the things in the future. Things that will yet come. But today, 
we're going to talk about faith because this two comes hand in hand together. Because if hope deals with the things that is in the future, faith deals with the things that is now present. Amen? It's like a farmer who looks forward to a harvest. He looks forward to a bountiful harvest. So what does he do now? Does he sit down and just daydream of the day that he would have a harvest? Does he do that? No. He looks forward to a harvest. He knows that he's going to have a bountiful harvest. So what does he do now? He plants. Amen? The planting, that action of planting now is what we call faith. That's why the definition of faith in the scriptures in Hebrews 11 verse 1. How many of you could quote that verse? Definition of faith. Anybody? Sinong mga student ni Bishop Ricardo dito? We are all students, right? And this is what he has been teaching us for a very long time. What is faith? Okay, louder. Okay, be sure with your answer. What is faith? Okay. Partly correct. But you look at the Bible again this afternoon or tonight when you read the Bible. It says there, Now faith is the substance of the things we hope for, the evidence of things not yet seen. Now faith is. Amen? It's what we do now in the presence. We believe that Christ would come again. Amen? That is still to come. But what do we do now? We prepare. Amen? What gives hope substance? What is the evidence that what we are hoping for is not just a dream? It's not daydreaming. It's not wishful thinking. What gives us evidence and substance is what we do now. If we believe Christ will come again, then no matter how long it would take Him, no matter what time He would come, it does not matter. What matters most is that we are prepared for His coming and we continue to prepare for Him. How many of you look forward to a grand blessing this Christmas? Amen. Then prepare for it. Amen. How many of you today expect God to bless you in the Eucharist today? Yes, so we prepare for it. We listen to His Word. Okay? In every event that Christ would come to us, it will always bless us. It will always change us. Amen? Remember that. When Jesus comes to you, you will never be the same again. Change would happen. But the thing we need to understand, that change will come when we also prepare ourselves for His coming. Okay? When you came here today, nag-prepare kayo to come here, prepared so many things in coming here. 
this Christmas, some of you will be preparing also. See, every event that is significant in our life, it will change us, it would bless us when we prepare for it. Okay? So, how do we prepare? We prepare for the coming of Jesus by taking these four virtues hope, faith, joy, love, and cultivate them every day in your life. That is how we prepare. And today we do it as a church, as a community, as a family. We come together and we do it by lighting this candle, by celebrating the Eucharist today. We prepare our hearts by inculcating, ingraining these virtues in our lives. And today we're going to talk about faith in particular. Our theme today talks of anchored faith. What does it mean? Anchored faith means a strong faith. Faith that is not easily moved. Okay? That is what we need to prepare also. If we are going to prepare our faith for the coming of Christ, then we have to strengthen our faith. Amen? Amen. Okay. To strengthen our faith so that we will not be tossed to and fro by every wave of circumstances. You know, some people, they are controlled by their circumstances. Whatever happens in their life, it tosses them to and fro. But a person who has strong faith does not allow the circumstances to control his life. He is controlled by what God says. Okay? Yan ang goal natin. That we grow in our life with strong faith. Okay? And so we are going to learn that today how we want to have, how we could have strong faith. Strong faith would help us in so many ways in our goals. How many of you here want to prosper? Okay. How many of you desire to prosper in your life? Okay. If you want to prosper in your life, then do not allow circumstances to control your life. Because circumstances now, yung mga nangyayari sa mundo ngayon, it will not make you prosper. So if you rely on the circumstances and you want to prosper, forget it. It's difficult. But want to prosper in your life, you need to have faith, strong faith. Allow that faith to control your life. Allow that faith to bring you towards the things that you hope for in your life. Amen? So we need to have strong faith. Our gospel today talks about three things. We can learn so many things in our gospel today. There is a rich deposit of teaching today in our gospel. But I would only like to talk to you about three things. These are the three things the Lord has placed in my heart. And I will read again our gospel. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, 
make his path straight. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. Then all the land of Judea and those from Jerusalem went out to him and were all baptized by him in the Jordan River, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, There comes one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to stoop down and loose. I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So three things mentioned in our gospel today that would help us strengthen our faith. And the first thing that is mentioned here is baptism. Okay? The first thing mentioned in our gospel today is baptism. The baptism that he's talking here is the baptism of John, but this is also connected to our own baptism. So the season of Advent to prepare and strengthen our faith, we need to focus on our baptism. How many of you know what happened to you when you were baptized? Okay, we don't know at that time, baby pa tayo nung binaptize. But as we go through the scriptures, we understand what happened to us in baptism. Well, in baptism, basically, this is what happened to us. In baptism, Christ removes sin away from us. That is why if you make a mistake, if you sin, you confess, God will forgive you. Because once and for all, God took away our sins. That is what happened to us at baptism. He removed our sin from us. And not only that, through baptism, we became members of the family of God. Okay? We belong now to the family of God. The Eucharist, because we are members of God's family, the Eucharist is our meal. Yan ang kainan natin. Okay? And also, do not forget, that in partaking of the meal, we are partaking of the blessings of God on the table. There are blessings in the table. The body and the blood of Christ is a blessing to us. It nourishes us. But not only the body and blood of Christ on the table, but the people around the table. You and I, we are around the table. You are a blessing also. And every Sunday when we gather around the table of the Lord, we are a blessing to each other. Amen? Can you tell the person beside you, you are a blessing to me? Amen. Because of baptism, we have been blessed as a people. He forgave, He took away our sins. Okay? He took away our sins and He made us members of His own family. We sit with Him at the table. We eat the body and blood of Christ. We basically receive Christ every day in our life when we have the Eucharist. And we are blessed to have brothers and sisters in the Lord. Once we are not a people, once we are not a family, but now we have become a family of God. Why? Through baptism. 
So this Advent, think of your baptism. Make your baptism significant in your life. Do not take for granted your baptism. Amen? This season of Advent, I would like us all, you know, if you can, bring with you at home holy water. As for the priests, the deacons, if you can take home holy water with you. And every day when you do your personal prayers, put holy water in your fingers and make the sign of the cross. That water should remind us of our baptism. Amen? If you feel alone, if you feel rejected, remember you are part of God's family. You are never alone. Amen? He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Why? Because you are part of His family. So, this season of Advent, put holy water. Bring it at home. And every time you come here to the church to pray or to have the Eucharist, when you pass through those two angels, they're holding the holy water, remind yourself of your baptism. Amen? You belong to the family of God. You may not like every member of the family, but praise God, they are part of you. Amen? We are not commanded to like each other. We are commanded to love each other. Okay. Now, the second thing mentioned in our gospel today, it talks about the people coming for baptism and they confess their sins. They were confessing their sins. One of the things that would strengthen us in our faith, okay, is the confession of our sins. So I challenge you this season of Advent, go to confession. Okay? The sacrament of confession. First, we talk about the sacrament of baptism. The second, we talk about the sacrament of confession. Challenge yourself to go to confession in the season of Advent. We are running a race. How many of you know that? Hmm? Our life, our journey here on earth is like a race. And we need to finish that race. And so if we are going to run the race that is set before us, you have to take off the load of sin away from your life. Do not carry your sin because it will hinder you in running the race that is set for you. The good thing about the race that Christ has set for us, it doesn't matter who comes first or comes last. What is important is that you finish the race. Fight the good fight, finish the race. That's all He needs. That's all He wants from us. But some people don't finish the race because they carry so much load in their life. What are the loads we bring with us? It's our sins. We carry that every day and we find life so heavy. We find life so difficult. Why? Because you're carrying a lot of load. Many years ago, I was playing tennis. I used to play tennis a lot. Uh, I weighed about 220 pounds at that time. 220, 20, no? 220 pounds. So I played tennis 
So one time I went to the doctor. I have problem with my knees already. So masakit na yung tuhod ko, yung pako. And I went to the doctor and I said, Lord, uh, doctor, sabi ko, bakit ganito? Ano nangyayari? Sabi niya, kasi father, parang naglalaro ka ng tennis na may isang sakong bigas sa likod mo. <laughs> Because of your weight. You have to take off the weight so you can enjoy your game. And it's the same thing in our life. We carry so much load in our life. Do you know one of the causes, the number one cause of depression? How many of you know? Sabi nila, it's COVID. It's not COVID. One of the things that is causing so much depression in our world today is guilt. You know you need to do something and you're not doing it. You become guilty. Okay? So guilt is a heaviness that comes to us that makes us depressed. That's why we have to take that off. The scripture says, John 1.9, what does the Bible promise us? If we confess our sins to God, He is just and faithful to forgive them. Not only forgive you, what does He do? And cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It means to say that when you confess your sins to God, He will not just forgive you, He will take away the guilt away from you. Amen? I have seen so many people change every time they go to the confession, papasok sa confession yan, and you see them with so much heaviness. Then after confession, after we prayed, that person goes home, sumasayaw na siya habang pauwi na. Why? The guilt has been taken away. Father, nagko-confess na naman ako kay Lord. Yeah, that's good. You can confess directly to God. But if that sin continues to bother you, I, I advise you, go see a priest and talk to the priest. Okay? Just the other week, I went to Iloilo. Someone was watching our uh, program, Misa, live. We, we have live stream in Antique. So this person was watching it. Hindi ko siya kilala and said, can we talk? And I uh, said, okay, we will meet. So I went to Iloilo. I met, met with this person. And he said, I need to go to confession. So we were in a restaurant and we were doing confession there. Okay? And I believe where there is repentance, no matter what the place is, that's where Christ will be. If a person is repenting, it doesn't matter where you are. And so we, we did. I, I listened to this person's confession and I gave this person the absolution and he went home very happy. There was that unloading of sin. Amen? If life is heavy today, if life is so, you know, nakakapagod ang buhay, try it. Okay? It might just help you. So this, this uh, week, I will be here every morning after the daily office of prayer. Uh, I'll be waiting for anyone who would like to talk to me. Okay? Confess our sins. Why are we going to keep on carrying our sins? when Jesus took it upon himself so that we will be free from sin. Okay? Um, I would also try to schedule in the afternoon 
Uh, we'll just post it there. If anyone would like to have confession in the afternoon, a priest would be here to listen to that. I also suggest that before you go to church on Sunday, if Saturday, you could go to confession. Okay? You could go to confession. This is something that we need to do in our life, and it is a challenge for us. Make a way for the Lord in your heart. Make his path there straight. And this is what we do, no? We go to confession. Finally, confirmation, and we have to go fast. Sabi niya, I baptize you with water, but one who will come after me will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So the third thing that we'd like to talk about is the sacrament of confirmation, or we call that the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This is the second work of the Holy Spirit in our life. After our baptism, then the baptism of the Holy Spirit will now activate the gifts of God deposited in your life. For what purpose? To empower us to become powerful witnesses of God's kingdom. I challenge you also this week to strengthen your faith. Go out with boldness to share your faith. Amen? We are empowered to be witnesses for the kingdom of God. In this season of Advent, strengthen your faith by focusing on our confirmation. We have been empowered by God to be witnesses of His kingdom. Let us be bold as witnesses. Share the gospel with your friends. Share the gospel with anyone you meet in your life. Let it be your story. Let the gospel be part of your story and be bold to share that. So these are the three things which I believe would help us strengthen our faith. And as we strengthen our faith, we prepare ourselves for the coming of the Lord. Baptism, confession, and confirmation, empowerment of the Holy Spirit.